The Hawks announced their coaching staff for next year and we're seven days away from the draft. The Hawks Beat Podcast starts right now. Let's go. Kevin Herter to get it in. Everyone standing at State Farm Arena. Herter looks. Plays it into Trey. Two seconds, one. Trey Slaughter. Rip his heart out, I'm the best ever. I'm the most brutal in Michigan, most ruthless champion there's ever been. There's no one can stop me. Lynx is a conqueror. No, I'm Alexander, he's no Alexander. I'm the best ever. There's never been anybody ruthless. I'm Sonny Liston, I'm Jack Dempsey, there's no one like me. I'm from their claw. There's no one that can match me. My style is impetuous, my defense is impregnable, and I'm just ferocious. I want your heart, I want to eat his children. Praise be to Allah. You are now listening to the Hawks Beat Podcast with your host. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, what is up? What is up? What is up? Welcome to another edition of the Hawks Beat Podcast. It's your host, Edub, taking you on another journey of Atlanta Hawks basketball. We are back in the building once again, recording another show. Um, Still kind of knocking the dust off. <laughs> we uh, l- Let me just lay out the show for you guys today. Today we're going to be talking a little bit about um, the Hawks announced their coaches for next season. So we're going to take a look at who is going to be on the bench with Quinn Snyder next season. Um, we're going to talk a little. Uh, we're going to take a look at the Hawks roster because we're going to start going into a little bit of draft talk. Right. So you guys know how I typically do it. I do a couple profiles each podcast. Um, I'm not going to get too much in depth with it. Like I'm not a draft guy, right? I'll do a little bit of research and I'll tell you what I see, uh, kind of like, uh, what I read about. And then I'm just going to give that you guys, you know, let the chips fall where they may, because I'm not really like a draft expert, but I will give you my opinion on, so, on that. So, um, I have four guys I'm going to, we're going to talk about later on today, but, uh, that's how the show is going to run. If you are a new, uh, a newbie and you stumbled onto the podcast, what's up, what's up, what's up? <laughs> Welcome into the show. Uh, thanks for checking us out, taking some time out of your schedule. Um, we are the Hogsbeat Podcast. I'm your host, Edub, and just concluded our ninth season covering the Atlanta Hawks. So we're doing some off-season stuff. So come on in, take off your shoes, relax your feet, and come kick it with us. Um a big part of what we do is on social media, so we invite you to connect with us on our social media platforms. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, at HawksBeat is how you get at us. It's all one word, HawksBeat. It's spelled exactly like it sounds. So make sure you connect with us on socials and subscribe to the podcast um, via whatever platform you are listening. Boom, boom. So <laughs> that was my little drum sounder. That was my little drum sounder. So, uh, all right. So first things first, a little bit of Hawks news. Um, I will say this. The rumors are rampant right now, right? The rumors are rampant, uh, are rampant right? Um, last show, I did discuss my the rumor on DeJounte Murray. I kind of wanted to touch on that since I had been off for a while. Um I'm not going to discuss those rumors, all of these rumors right now on this podcast because I got kind of a full plate right now uh, with what I want to discuss. And right now they're all rumors. It's all kind of hearsay. It's all kind of speculation. 
And I don't know how much uh, sustenance there is behind these rumors. And so right now we're just going to let the rumors rumor. <laughs> I am watching them. I am. I am seeing the reactions. I saw, you know, the, I, I'm seeing everybody's name. I'm seeing John, John's name. I'm seeing DeJounte. I'm seeing Clint's name. I saw DeAndre. Uh, I'm seeing everybody's name out there. So it's that time of season. Uh, I would say don't get your, uh, you know, don't get your emotions too mixed up into this stuff. You know what I mean? It's, it is a, uh, it's that type of season, man. And, and this is a business. Remember, it is a business. It is a business. And when you talk about business, you talk about money. So, um, we, the, all those things you got to take consideration. And the Hawks kind of have money issues right now, you know. And so uh, I expect moves to be made. What moves are going to be made? What may moves should be made? Um, I think that's kind of for another another podcast. But real quick, um, if you go to our website, yes, we do have a website. And <laughs> I don't do a lot of promotion of the website because um, the, the website isn't like kind of the main cog of the brand. And the main cog of the brand is the podcast. So um, a lot of our content, a lot of our content is podcast related, but we do have some things on the website uh, from time to time. And if you go to the hawksbeat.com, that's the T-H-E, hawksbeat.com, uh, you will see the latest article uh, detailing the Atlanta Hawks coaching staff for the next season. Um, the Hawks put out a release talking about uh, Quinn's coaching staff, and I tell you, man, it's a whole bunch of them. Like I don't like I, <laughs> I, I think most coaching staffs are this big, but um, I guess it's kind of par for the course. I mean, God knows what he's doing. So um, it is a let me see four. Let me count four seven. Eight, nine, ten, twelve. So there's four. There's there's twelve. All right, and so um, we'll just kind of briefly just talk a little bit about uh, who is on this bench. Do you know any of these people? Do I know any of these people? And off top, um, now we did make mention of Brittany Donaldson. She is the uh, one of the assistant coaches, and of course, she made the news because she is the first. Um, assistant coach in Atlanta Hawks history that is a woman so hey kudos to her you know uh breaking barriers and, and uh I, again uh, I I spoke on her last podcast but I believe she's fully qualified she has pedigree she was on the Pistons bench last year as a director of coaching and uh, uh director of coaching analytics I'm sorry uh, she has spent some time with the Raptors, and so she's been around. She has an NBA pedigree, so this isn't no, like, hey, you know, we're not just putting her up here just for the face. Like, she can do the work, you know what I'm saying? So, uh, salute to her. Joining her on the list, now I'll go through, like, the first, uh, they have these kind of clustered up. If you go to the website, you'll see it. Uh, Brian Bailey, Mike Bray, uh, and Steve Clay. Uh, I think that's pronounced Clay. But uh, those are the next group of assistants uh, that's going to be joining Quinn. Um, I don't know much about Brian Bailey. When I first read it, I thought it was Thurl Bailey, who used to uh, play with the Jazz a long time ago. But uh, it did say Bailey spent the last four seasons as an assistant coach with the Utah Jazz, following two years with the Salt Lake City Stars in the G League. So um, he has uh, assistant coaching experience and um 
he is going to be on the bench. The guy that I did know is Mike Bray. Um, he's kind of maybe one of the most popular out of the, all the assistants. He um, he coached Notre Dame for like the longest. Like, <laughs> let me see. 23-year uh, career as the head coach of Notre Dame. So um, he's the winningest coach in Notre Dame history. Uh, you make of that what it is, <laughs> you know. Uh, so we had he's had some success at Notre Dame, but he does have uh, head coaching experience. And uh, yeah, so he's going to be on the bench. Uh, Donaldson, uh, we spoke about Donaldson, and uh, okay, so it looks like it's pronounced Cly. I'm sorry, I, pro- I, I, I pronounced it wrong. So uh, the full name is Steve Cly. So Steve Cly comes to us. After spending the first part of the 2023 season with Olympia Milano uh, as an assistant overseas in Italy. So uh, he was assistant coach over there, uh, director of player development. So um, it's always good to have those international ties on your bench. You know, I don't, I don't know. Like, I don't know. I just think I just think any type of diversity is good. So, <laughs> you know, he comes to us from uh, Italy. And, uh, you know, hey, it is what it is. Next group of people we have is, okay, looks like Ekbe Udo, Ekbe Udo, Jeff Watkinson, Regis, I'm not even going to try to pronounce his last name, but it's very long and it starts with an O. <laughs> and then you have Brian George, who's going to be, um, so Udo and Watkinson are, are considered assistant coaches. Uh, Regis is the player development coach. Brian George is going to be the player development and advanced scouting. Um, these are four people um, who, of course, I do not know. <laughs> and uh, not saying that their job isn't valuable, but yeah. So that's it. It rounds out who uh, will be a part of the coaching staff. So Dan Quinn has got his guys and gone are... Uh, flushed out are all of the remnants of Nate McMillan and Lloyd's Pierce, Lloyd Pierce's staff. So uh, a fresh new start next season. And uh, this is what it is, man. So Quinn has his guys and it's going to be interesting to see uh, how this thing tapes takes shape. So um, that is a little bit for Hawks news and some of the coaches. We're going to take a quick little break on the other half of the of the podcast. We're going to get into uh, some draft prospects. We have four guys that we're going to talk about. And uh, before we get into those, I want to talk a little bit about the Hawks roster. And uh, we'll break it down kind of like that. I'll explain it after the break. So um, you're listening to the Hawks Beat Podcast. It's your man, E-Dub. Stick with us. We will be right back. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. All right. We are back. Hawksbeat Podcast. It's your man, E-Dub. Um... So here's how we're going to run this, all right? So in order to talk draft, you have to first go back. You have to look at the roster and say, okay, this is what we have. Now, what do you need, right? And so if you look at last season, just some things off the top of my head that I can think of 
that this team needs perimeter defense. Oh my God, perimeter defense. Like I, I know that in the draft, you have to pick the best player available, but, and, and if you guys have been listening to me for a while, you know that I'm partial to defense. You know that I'm like, yo man, like we have enough scoring. The Hawks have enough scoring. Um, you got to get some guys that are going to defend. You got to get some guys that are defend. But I'm kind of old school. And sometimes people are just like, whatever. If you can get buckets, that's who they're going to get. So I think the Hawks are going to go with the approach of best player available, which is fine with me. Best player available regardless of position. But you definitely need perimeter defense. Maybe another wing, that another 3 and D are always popular. You can never have too many of those. Uh, always need more shooting. Guys who can put pressure on the rim. And possibly a backup point guard, right? So, with that said, let's look at the roster. So, your starting five is all under contract. You got Trey, uh, and 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 I have little in parentheses when I have my notes. I have how much money they're making, right? <laughs> so, just to give you a little context, you have Trey he's making forty, uh, DJ's making seventeen five, around by eighteen with incentives. Uh, Dre's making 20 next year. His, his, uh, his incentive kicks in next year. Uh, well, not his, his, uh, extension. I'm sorry. His extension kicks in, uh, JC, uh, under contract 25 Clint is under contract for 20. So, uh, I'm not going to do the math. You do the math, but that's very expensive, very expensive for a team that won 41 ball games. Nevertheless, I digress. Uh, bogey's still under contract. Bogey's in there for 18. Uh, Bay is, uh, I think, the last year of his contract. He's at 4.5. AJ's at 3.7. So those are your wings. Uh, Onyeka is set to make around eight. Um, he should be up for his extension soon. Uh, Jalen, uh, 2.9. And then you have guys on the roster who don't have guaranteed contracts, right? And so these are the guys kind of at the bottom of the roster. Bruno, Garrison Matthews, Vic Krejci, the Dap Master, uh, Tyrese Martin, and Donovan Donovan Williams on a two-way. All five of those guys are on non, non-guaranteed contracts. So uh, that's kind of what you have. And with that said, we are going to go into some of these draft profiles. So I profiled four people today. And I don't know how many of these people I'm going to get through. Um how many prospects I'm going to get through as far as just the profiles. But for today, we're going to look at these four and I'll tell you their breakdown, what I saw, uh, what I've kind of been reading from several reports, what I saw on film, I watched all of these guys on film and I'll give you my thought. If I think that they're a good fit, if I think that, um, they might even be around or if it's too far, too close, but these are the four that I kind of picked out, uh, based on some projections based on uh just a bunch of other things so first guy is mr Kason wallace Kason wallace and i'll tell you what Kason wallace is out of uh shoot let me pull up his let me pull up his information because i have all of my notes but i don't have um his pulled up oh there it goes okay Kason wallace out of university of kentucky Kaysen uh, was a, a, a freshman this year, 6'4", 195, they say it without shoes on, barefoot, he's like 6'2", right? So make with that what you will, I mean, <laughs> but yeah, you know, the, these these heights and weights always are, are uh, a thing, but 
I will say this with the majority of these guys coming out of college, a big thing is um, they are going to have to mold into their NBA bodies, right? Whether that means take off or put on, that's what it is. And so you'll hear a lot of people, a lot of reports saying, hey, this guy needs to uh, put on some muscle, they're pretty much going to say that about everybody, right? <sighs> I like this guy. I really like this guy. And and if you know me, you know why I like this guy. It's because he is a defender. He plays both sides of the ball. Um, one scout said might be the most physical perimeter defender in the draft. <laughs> Let me read that again. Might be the most physical perimeter defender in the draft. Uh, another guy said doesn't shy away from contact. I mean, doesn't shy away from physicality. He's a good athlete. Not a great athlete, but he's a good athlete, right? And so uh, on the list of things he needs to get better at, of course, is shooting. Shot 35% in, sh- in college. Uh, of course, all of these guys need to work on their three ball. Uh, work on limiting turnovers. He he's a decent shooter, but needs to get better as a pro. Um, and so when I watched the tape, right? So when I watched the tape, the tape said to me, "Look, nothing really pops off the screen with this guy, but you can tell he takes pride defending the ball. Like you can tell he takes pride on the defensive side of the ball, and that's what I love about it. Like there's no sauce to his game." There's no razzle-dazzle, um, and that's okay. He, he seems very fundamentally sound for such a young kid. Um, I saw one person had his NBA comparison, if you think of like a, a Marcus Smart or maybe an Emmanuel Quigley, um, kind of in that vein, and I can, I can kind of see that. I can kind of see that. Um, I think that um, I think in one of the mock drafts that I saw, it actually had him listed as going to the Hawks, which if you go by mock drafts, means the Hawks are probably not going to get him. <laughs> Usually like the mock drafts, like after the first 10, it's all a crapshoot, right? But, but I did see him going to the Hawks in one of the mock drafts, but I think he will probably be around 15, possibly. I've seen him go anywhere from like 12 to 18, I think. So I think he might be in that range. So I think there is a possibility that he could be around. Could I see him fitting in on this team? Um, yeah, I could. I just don't know. Like, I don't know. Like, because you have you have some wings there. You got you know you got DJ, you got Dre, you Bogey. Uh, you got to get AJ his minutes now. Like AJ's coming up, right? And so you don't want to draft a guy that's going to be buried, you know. But um, he's listed as a combo guard. Could he be your third point guard? Like, you know, if you're going to run, and I don't know how Quinn is going to run Murray next year. Is Quinn going to do the, the, the Murray at the backup point guard? Draft a rookie and have him be the third point guard? I don't know. Do they bring Aaron Holiday back? So there's a lot of questions, Harry, right? There's a lot of questions, but um, I'm not sure. I could see him. I could see them finding a place for him. It would just have to be. Um, I don't know. I, I would just want to know from Quinn, like how they plan on utilizing this guy. But uh, for what it's worth, Casey Wallace, he's got my thumbs up, man. I really like this kid, and I think that he might be available. Next up is Noah Clowney. So I started looking at film on this guy, and I started doing a little bit of research on him. But I will say this, and, and let me just kind of pull up his file. He's 6'10". Um, 
210 um, out of, where do you go to school at? Where do you? Alabama, Alabama, Alabama. I don't know how I was. <laughs> Went to school at Alabama. Uh, freshman, of course. Of course, nobody plays uh, more than one or two years anymore in, in the league. But uh, freshman, 6'10", 220. Um, this kid is, um, they say his comparison is kind of like a Theo Ratliff. Uh, a mobile big who can run the floor well. A uh, high-level shot blocker. Um, definitely is going to have to get bigger. Um, I didn't really watch a lot of tape on him because after I did a little bit more research on him, most mocks had him going toward the end of the first round. And so I was just like, I like the kid. He runs the floor, but at 15, it's a no for me. Like, I think like if he's still around in that second round, you can grab him like early. Like maybe even if you move up and like get him at the early second round, maybe, but as far as his skill set, you know, and being a, a pretty good defender who can run the floor, like you can always, I mean, shoot, that's what you got now, Clint, you know. Uh, <clears throat> if you can develop him, I, I, I think I could find value here. But at 15, I just, it's a no for me. But uh, I think he's a solid kid. I think, uh, and I hope that he has a solid, um, a solid showing in the NBA. But at 15, nah, because I think he's more projected to be toward the end of the draft. So. That is Noah Clowney. Next up, Keontae George. I don't know if it's Keontae or Keontae. Keontae George. Now, I've seen Keontae go anywhere from um, the lottery to late teens, right? Which would kind of be in that um, in that uh, period where the Hawks are picking at 15. I've seen uh, the, the, the one that I have pulled up has him going out 14 to New Orleans. So, I think he will kind of be available in that draft window um he possibly could go higher but um what i saw out of mr Keontae george uh the comparison they had for him was cam thomas marco fultz and i could totally see that. i could definitely see more cam thomas than marco fultz i don't really see marco fultz there but i see a little bit of cam thomas uh, very smooth athlete man smooth athlete good quickness explosiveness for his size um, he's not like, he's explosive for college, but not for the NBA, if that makes sense, right? Um, he can get buckets, but like his three-point sh- percentage isn't necessarily that high because he's a volume shooter and he takes some tough shots. Um, I, I will say this, he can get buckets. <laughs> he's a good finisher, uh, nice mid-range, um, He's a serviceable defender, right? And so serviceable defender, what I mean by that is, okay, so case in point, I don't mean to pick on anybody, but let's say Sadiq Bey is out there, right? You know what you're going to get from Sadiq Bey. Sadiq Bey can get you a bucket. He can knock down a three, but on the defensive side of the ball, it is going to be a train wreck. And so the word on the street about Keontae George is that He's not going to give up the booty defensively. <laughs> like, <laughs> he's not, he's not going to just, like, be a, a train wreck defensively. He's a serviceable defender. It's not the best and it's not the worst, right? And so uh, there is a possibility, that, again, that he could possibly even be a lottery pick. So if he were to maybe even fall to the Hawks at 15, I think that would be a good serviceable pick. Um, as far as his improvements, of course, they said his body decision making because you know as guys the young guys can get buckets sometimes they kind of do a little too much 
And uh, I'm, I'm sure Hawks fans are kind of familiar with that. <laughs> what the tape says, what the tape says when I looked at him, uh, he's listed as a combo guard. So I think he might have the ability to play the one. But to me, he seems more of a two. He seems more of a two because bro was getting buckets. He's getting buckets. And that's not to say he can't pass because he has good vision. And one of the notes on him was that he is an underrated passer. So um, I don't know how proficient he is uh, at the point guard position. I would have to watch more tape on him, to be honest with you. But, uh, he I mean, he's a bucket, man. Like, he's a bucket. Like, I, I could... If the Hawks draft him at 15, I would be okay with it. I would be okay with it because I think he's – we're in a league now where a lot of it is positionless. It's not like our, it's not like our father's league where, you know, you got the one, the two, the three, and the four, and the five. It's very positionless, you know. Um, but he does seem like more of a two than a one, and, and I think that he can get buckets, and I think that he would be uh, – I think he would be a good pick if he's there at 15. All right. Last guy, Taylor Hendricks. Taylor Hendricks. Uh, now listen, 6'9", 215, um, and I, I'm profiling this guy, and by all intents and purposes, he will not be there at 15. <laughs> he will not be there at 15. I, I highly doubt Taylor Hendricks will be there at 15, but... Uh, once I start doing the research on this guy, I start watching a little bit of film. I'm like, I'm not going to, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm just going to stick with it. This guy, 6'9", 215. Uh, I highly doubt this guy makes it out the lottery. Highly doubt this guy makes it out the lottery. 6'9", 215. Um, out of, let's see, Central Florida. You see a Florida boy. My guy. Florida boy. Uh, the comparison to him, Pascal Siakam. Uh, who were some of the other guys? Antoine Jameson, Jeremy Grant. Um, I can see all of that. I can see a little bit of that. Listen, I can see a little bit of Pascal Siakam in the guy's name, he, in the guy's game. He's slender. Um, he 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 can he has a lot of variety to his game. Very versatile. Very versatile. He can guard at the rim. He defends all over the court. He can. Look, he's one of those guys that will say, "Hey, he can guard one to five. He seems like he's one of those guys, right? Great touch on his jumper. He's bouncy. Um, <clears throat> they uh, One of the reports said he projects as a high-level three-point shooter. Listen, the guy's almost 6'10", and, and he shoots the three-ball with nice fluency. Um, of course, he needs to build that NBA body. Uh, on one list, I saw him listed as the number two power forward in the draft. And the tape, when I saw the tape, man, look. I just worked on one word. Impressive. Impressive. And uh, I, I think that he is a guy who, number one, I highly doubt that he's going to be available at 15. But if he falls, if he falls, I have no problem with the Hawks sna uh, uh, snatching a guy up like that. Especially with um, there is uncertainty on whether you're bringing back Clint uncertainty whether you're bringing back jc so uh, if you need another big to replace those other guys or kind of another guy that you want to bring along uh this would not def this would definitely not be a bad choice so taylor hendrix rounds out our four uh our four prospects for today again Kason wallace noah Clowney, keontae george 
and uh, Taylor Hendricks. So those are my thoughts on those four guys. I'm going to try to do some more prospecting uh, over the weekend. So hopefully I can get another pod out to you guys over the weekend. I, um, I've kind of, kind of got the bug now to like, I, I, I always say, look, I'm not a draft guy, right? I'm not a draft guy, but I enjoy looking at these things. I enjoy learning about these kids and watching film. It's just time consuming. So, um, if I had the time, uh, I'm going to try to make the time and get you guys another draft preview. And, uh, if you guys have any names that you want me to, to, to kind of look over, and, and I'll probably tweet this out a couple times too. Uh, let me know, and and I'll put those in my profiles. But I'll try to go do at least four or five each pod leading up to the draft. So um, I think that is about it. We're gonna put a bow in this podcast. Remember, make sure you're following us on all of our social media platforms. Got you in and out in under thirty minutes. That's my goal. You know what I'm saying? So I uh, hope you guys are having a a wonderful summer. And uh. I think that's it, man. So, like we always say, man, God is good all the time, and all the time God is good. So, if you don't know him, you need to find him. Show him some love, because that is all he is showing you. L-O-B-E love. We out. Peace. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.